gonna get One Dad Dead podcast. Today we're going to start a new chapter in our family history podcast, and it's going to be called The Canon, where we talk about one movie, one film, one piece of media or piece of art that we have a lot of memories with, with our dad, and that uh, we will rewatch or re listen to and then talk about. So, I think uh, I think our dad would be very happy that the inaugural episode of the canon will be about the rock and roll fantasy called, as dad would say it, the Blues Brothers. So, Jay Bear, <laughs> why why is the Blues Brothers so important to the canon of Crazy Bill? Well, Rocky J, um, Blues Brothers was one of our dad's favorite movies. He would quote from it. He would watch it pretty, pretty regularly, I would say. Um, he would usually, you know, involving a fifth or two of vodka. He would, um, you know, kind of dance along in his chair to the tunes, quote it mm-hmm. as it was going. Um, it was just one of his favorite movies. For sure. And actually, did you ever see him watch it sober? I was thinking when we were watching it just a little while ago, I don't think I have. Have you? No, I don't think so. I think even like the last time I saw it with him, sorry, the last time I saw it with him, he even, when he wasn't drinking as much, he still had had like a few shots like throughout it. Yeah. Well, and actually the first time he and I watched it was that first summer I moved there. There was a couple of weeks before school started mm-hmm. and I had kid like, you know, grandma and Julie went to San Diego for the weekend in Julie's car. And dad jokingly asked me like, oh, what should we do with grandma's car when they're out of town? And I said, oh, we should cruise central. And he was like, uh, really? I was like, yeah, why not? So we actually did. And he bought me like a little bit of root beer schnapps and I put mm-hmm. it in this big Coca-Cola cup that we got from Burger King. And then he was mm-hmm. drinking too. And then, you know, we cruised central for a little bit. That didn't work out so well. Cause like some teenager <laughs> was like, what is it? Family night on central Avenue tonight. <laughs> and we ate at uh, La Casa Blanca on Van Buren. Mm. And then we came home and he was getting pretty toasty and I was like, well buzzed. And he put on the Blues Brothers, and nice. uh, I, I didn't know that it would be the first of twenty times I watched it. Maybe thirty. How many times do you think you've watched the Blues Brothers? Wow, that's a lot. Probably not that many. Probably though, ten or twelve, easy. Ten or twelve, okay. And I would say like nine or nine or eleven of those with him alone. I think I've only. I think this is like maybe the second time at the most that I'd seen it by myself, but I can't even, or, you know, not with him, but I can't even say that for sure. No, I mean, when we just watched it earlier this afternoon, that's the first time I ever watched yeah. it, like, yeah. without dad. Yeah, and it could very well be the same for me. So, yeah, it was a yeah. huge movie to him. Why do you think he liked the Blues Brothers so much? I don't know for sure. The only thing I can think is, like, somehow... To him, it represented like how those guys were just kind of like 
I don't know, like living the life and enjoying their freedom or, you know, trying to enjoy their freedom and just do what they wanted to do and not be like burdened or stopped by anybody, which I think as we know is like a big part of what he was into, like no rules, no authority. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, I should probably summarize. Do you want to summarize the movie real quick or you want me to give it a shot? Um, you can go ahead. So it's about these two guys, the Blues Brothers, played by John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. John Belushi is just getting out of prison. They go visit like some nun they grew up with or went to school, you know, was in there, was the head of their school or whatever when they were kids. The nun says, oh, the city came by and they're going to close, you know, they're going to Basically, if we don't pay them $5,000 in property taxes, we're going to lose the whatever the convent or whatever the heck it was or the school. And, you know, neither of them are taking it so super seriously, but they're like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll see what we can do. They go to a church because somebody tells them they need some churching up. Um, James Brown is the preacher. And, you know, he starts off with this riff that like dad would always quote. He's like, I woke up this morning and I heard a disturbing sound. It was a jingle jangle of a thousand lost souls. Could they get redemption? No, because it was too late, too late. And this then John Belushi's character, Jake, sees the light, like literally has this like white light from heaven fall on him and he decides he's on a mission from God to get the band together, to get their old band together, go do this huge concert, make a bunch of money and then pay off the the city taxes of the convent or religious school or whatever. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty accurate and just all their shenanigans in between. Well, and what's weird about this movie is that it's, like watching it just recent, you know, just earlier today, it's kind of like people, you know, I, I think it like it's been called a comedy, but it's kind of a genre of one. Like I can think of because it's a musical, but it's it's mm-hmm. a rock and roll musical. But you actually have the artists who wrote or performed the songs in right. the movie yeah. like as actors. So like it's playing it's themselves, kinda, though playing themselves it's like a rock and roll musical kind of fantasy right or most of them playing themselves like you know i guess aretha franklin wasn't really but you you get the point like john lee hooker was playing john lee hooker right yeah exactly yeah so yeah and i think that's the other thing too that he really liked i think he just really dug that kind of music so and you know it's a fun movie to watch i mean the music's good um it's just a fun movie i would call it yeah, it's super fun. And it does yeah. make sense. In a way, it is kind of the perfect drunken activity because you watch yeah. it. But then it's also like it has all these musical numbers and these all these dance numbers. So mm-hmm. it's like kind of like listening to an album and watching a movie kind of at the same time. Right, right. But your kind of music, not like musical that you you get what I'm saying, like a musical that you are a fan of that kind of music would be especially into. Yeah, like there's been other like rock and roll musicals, but they usually tend to like center around one artist, like that Elton right. John picture or the Queen yeah, picture. Yeah, right, right, right. And it's not the, it's not, you know, Elton John wasn't belting out Elton John tunes 
during Rocket mm-hmm. Man or whatever. Um, like he wasn't playing himself. And I think also like some of these, some of the songs were old classic songs in the Blues Brothers, but mm-hmm. some of them weren't like that super old either. No, like, not at not in 1980 when it came out. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sixties and early seventies were just a few years before that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And I think you really hit on something. I, I think it is like, it is such an anti-authoritarian movie. Like Mm -hmm. I kind of noticed that like all the authorities are total buffoons in the movie. Oh, totally. Yeah, but you got the cops, the Nazis, where maybe they're not an authority, but anti-authority, whatever you want to call them, trying to track, trying to get these boys, these guys, the cops, them, the redneck country guys. Yeah, like everybody who's out to get them is a total doofus. I mean, what's also kind of cool about the movie is that, like, you know, most comedy has a victim, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like whatever the naive person or the new bride or whatever the heck, sure. but like the only real bad guys, like the authority, like the cops are buffoonish, but the only real bad guys are the Nazis. Like they're the only like yeah. truly bad. People. Yeah. The right. rest are right. just kind of incompetent buffoonish. Like when the SWAT team is closing in on them towards the end of the movie, <laughs> it's the, ridiculous. The SWAT teams, <laughs> this, everybody in the SWAT team, like as they're jumping out of the truck, they're like, hut, 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 hut. yeah, yeah. And as they're crawling along the ground, they're like, hut, 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 hut. Um, when, like, do you remember when, like, how did dad introduce this movie to you? Do you remember the very first time you saw it with him? I vaguely remember, um, I think it was on one of the local stations on a weekend morning and he got really excited and he's just like, Hey, let's watch this. Um, yeah, I don't even remember particularly liking it, you know, it was like, okay, but I could just tell how much he was into it and that was kind of contagious. Yeah. 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 And was he drunk or... I mean, yeah. What do you think? No, he he definitely had a big bottle of Smirnoff. Um, was kind okay. of nursing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then did you know that this was the movie he played every time he was like drinking? Well, after we watched it a few times, yeah, yeah, I kind of caught on that. Like whenever he was drinking, <laughs> <laughs> he would he would get sauced. Yeah. And I was just curious, did you ever get get buzzed or drunk with dad? Like ever in general? Ever, in, or especially like as a teenager. No, not as a teenager, but like later in life, yeah. Buzz, but never really like, you know, hammered. Right. But I mean, he, he did he ever like buy you root beer schnapps when you were a teenager? No, man, I got the short end of the stick. Well, I also think too, like, cause he treated me like such a buddy. I think he saw that maybe that was a little bit of a mistake. So I think he probably, I think you got more of the parental treatment than the like the buddy, 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 drinking buddy treatment. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, I was kidding when I said I got the short in this thing. I mean, I think it's good. He didn't obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, but then later in life, like once you were an adult, you'd gotten drunk. Did you ever get drunk with him or you just like have a couple beers while he was doing whatever? I'm just, I'm just curious. More, yeah. 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 More just a couple of beers or a few shots. Um, neither one of us would ever get like, you know, that shit faced. 
Yeah, well, after he retired, I mean, he even said so himself. After he retired, he drank a lot less. And when he did drink, he tended to not get, like, wrecked like he did while he was working. No, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, And another cool thing about that movie is just, like, so joyously inclusive. Like, like, you know, there's black people, there's old people dancing, there's kids. It's like... I don't know. It's just a movie that doesn't have like cool people and not cool people. It just has like people trying to have fun and the people trying to stop them from having fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And even in that cowboy bar when they were playing, did I pick up on even like a gay thing when like they were singing stand by your man? Did it show that guy kind of crying? Cause like, do you remember that part? No. Okay, so I was thinking, like, even that inclusivity, like, I think because it was, like, kind of, like, trying to say, like, he had a man or wanted a man because he was just sitting by himself kind of tearing up a little bit. Oh, okay. No, I didn't catch that. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, no, it it would definitely pass the woke test. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and another cool thing about that movie, too, is seeing, like, even though I knew kind of intellectually there was a lot of celebrities it was kind of amazing Mm -hmm. the amount of celebrities that there were yeah yeah carrie fisher was in that movie Mm -hmm. and you know what's weird i i looked it up and that movie when it opened the blues brothers when it opened it had the second highest box office in like 80 or 81 Mm -hmm. after guess what after what movie guess what movie was number one well because you mentioned Carrie Fisher, I'm going to guess Empire Strikes Back. Yes, exactly. Wow. Wow. Um, so Carrie Fisher was in it. Uh, Jim Belushi or John Belushi, obviously. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Who else? There were some other big names like Frank, the guy who does Kermit's voice, Frank Oz. was Frank Oz. Like a bit um, part. Aretha Franklin. Steven Spielberg had that little part at the end. He was the county assessor guy. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, James Brown, Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, John Lee Hooker. We could go on and on just about the cameos. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, super impressive. So if like if you were going to have a movie that every time you just wanted to like let loose and have fun, like do you, basically mm. my question is, do you have an equivalent to the Blues Brothers for you personally um, I kind of do yeah and I was thinking of this when we were watching it earlier it's not really similar thematically but um, probably Big Lebowski would be mine oh you know what yeah you sound I mean, surprised you. oh really no, I'm not surprised but it's a okay. question I never I never thought of but yeah Big Lebowski is one of those yeah. movies that I can just watch and be happy yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Which, yeah. in a way, it's kind of – what's funny is it's kind of a similar movie in that it's this kind of, you know, anti-authoritarian, mm-hmm. live free, just do your thing. Right. You know, the only bad yeah. guys in the Big Lebowski are, like, the nihilists. Oh, um, and that sheriff that, like, bullies oh, and yeah. throws the, the – sh- Oh, wow. The, the more I think about it. Yeah, and there's like a lot huh. of musical numbers of like That's classic true. rock. Yeah, it's not yeah, the yeah. performers themselves, but it's not like right. Like the songs aren't about like oh let's talk about the Beatles. So here's a Beatles song, but they're more like just cool classic rock songs. Yeah, that, 
and everybody like participates and dances and does stuff like especially during that one uh dream where thing yeah that dream sequence thing yeah very true very true huh huh maybe that's why i thought of it when we were watching it and i just had to crystallize my thoughts more about it but yeah yeah um anything else do you have any other memories of or anything any like does anything stand out in your head when you think of dad and the blues brothers um you know it's funny the one like music piece that i i always remember him getting the most excited about wasn't even something from his generation it was um mini the moocher that would be the part that always got him really excited and worked up like cap calloway you know and you he know, so I, into that. I know he absolutely loved it. And you know, Grandma actually loved that song too. Yeah, I think yeah. she knew it just from like growing up with it. But somehow, sure. I remember like Grandma singing that song, and I don't think it was in relation to the uh, to the to um, the Blues Brothers. But yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, what's your yeah. favorite scene of the Blues Brothers? Um, favorite scene? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, that's. I'll tell you mine if you want to know. That one where yeah, they go you... into that music, where they go into you the go music first. store, mm-hmm. and then they start singing like, "Twist it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, baby." Mm-hmm. And like all these like kids and old people on the street just start doing this huge choreographed dance. Oh yeah, yeah, that's classic. Yeah. I don't know why it just it, yeah. it feels like that kind of that. It's it like best illustrates like the joyous the joy of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to agree. Although, also, I kind of share Dad's enthusiasm for Minnie the Moocher. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. I just think it's kind of a funny, kind of cool old song. And um, I don't know, dude. Kind of unrelated, but I always thought like, <laughs> if past lives are real then I have either been alive in the 60s or like the 20s during the jazz age. So I always kind of like, whenever I hear good jazzy music, I always kind of perk up a little bit. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you were? Do you think past lives are real? Uh, yeah, aren't they? Well, I don't know. We'll find no, out. Well, it- Actually, I'm, I have no idea. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, those, those two eras are like really attractive to me for some reason. Cool. Yeah, I don't really think they're bad size. Yeah, but I mean, if you do, that's cool. But who um, knows, okay. yeah. yeah, who knows? Okay, should we wrap this thing up, or do you have anything more to say, or any other memories of Dad and the Blues Brothers? The ultimate rock and roll fantasy. It's just so rock and roll, so fantastic, so joyous, and so anti-authority that, yeah, mm-hmm. like, as we're talking it through, I can kind of see why, like, it was perfect for Dad. Yeah, no, I agree. No other thoughts, really. Um, You know, to be honest, though, kind of like I was talking when we were watching it, I'm not going to be super eager to rewatch it for a while. It's one of those where I see every 10, 15 years and I'm cool with, but I was definitely happy we we revisited it today. Yeah, I was happy we, we revisited it. Um, but it's like, for me, it's not like Blade Runner, like Blade Runner, Mm -hmm. the the Mm -hmm. 1984 Blade Runner, like that's a movie I just truly love. Um, and like, I have fond memories of the Blues Brothers. It doesn't quite do it for me the way it did it for dad. And that's okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us uh, for the first episode of the canon uh, as another chapter in the Two Brothers, One Dad Dead podcast. If you want to write us an email, what's our email, J Bear? Two Brothers Rocky J Bear at gmail.com. That's right. And then uh, if you have any questions, like I said, write us, leave a review on iTunes. Um, a written review is actually very encouraging for us and it helps us get the word out. And mm-hmm. thank you for listening. All right. Thanks for watching the movie with me, Jay Barron, and talking about thank it on the you. podcast. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. get the idea to shave your cat uh it's kind of been a wild bug up my butt i've had for a while at first i was gonna take him to like a groomer mm-hmm. and give him like one of those lion cuts mm-hmm. but those are kind of like you can do that to a cat where like <laughs> are you a lion a lion cut dude like look it up later if you don't believe me it's a thing where like they cut off most of their fur except for the head and then like they leave a little patch of fur on the tail okay (laughs) (laughs) so you watched a youtube video now you've decided you're gonna just do it yourself you're gonna cut all the you're gonna buzz the the fur off your cat but why yeah dude you make it sound like it's kind of a wild idea I ask this with the utmost respect, but (laughs) (laughs) do you maybe have a little too much time on your hands now?